The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great. But having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E. Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 188. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to chat about wellness topics and vegan entrepreneurship because this is truly a lifestyle. It's so much more than food. Be sure to come hang out with me on YouTube and Instagram. I'm Brown Vegan on both of those platforms. So yes, I am back with a returning guest for you. It's actually going to be a part of the money series. Okay, y'all know I love doing these episodes where I chat with everyday people about money because money is wellness. So Grace, my friend Grace is on the show for this episode. She was on episode 89 and we talked about fitness and food and all of those things back during during that time. But today we're going to talk about her journey as far as her relationship with money as a teenager and young adult and how she was able to shift from not having the best relationship with <laughs> with those things to changing things around as far as paying off her car and credit card debt, student loans, all of that. And also the steps that she took to achieve home ownership and how her underwriting process wasn't complicated because she had all of the work that she had done in previous years. And of course, we're talking about dating and money because that's important too. You can get all of the show notes for this episode at brownvegan.com under episode 188. And I'm excited again to be working with Zencaster for this episode of the show. I'll be sure to tell you more about them later and how you can save 30% off of your first three months using their software. So yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation with my friend Grace. I just want to know how you're doing in general, because it's been so long since we've seen each other in person. That I just want to know what's going on with you. Like, how are you feeling? Oh, man. What you looking forward to? Um, all the good stuff. Yeah, it's been crazy. I've had a huge just life shift. <laughs> so I'm still like trying to figure some things out. New job, very demanding, taking care of my family mm-hmm. and trying to balance like job, taking care of them and taking care of myself. I found yeah. myself kind of like not taking care of myself recently just had a conversation with my mom and I was like, Hey, I need one day out of the week to like do me and not have things to do. So like now Saturday is my day to myself. And then, you know, Fridays and Sundays, you know, I'm over there. So I was getting burnout real quick. So things are getting better. We're doing, I think everybody's still feeling the effects of COVID. We're doing more with less like in the military. We, you know, 
the civilian jobs and stuff like are not being filled. And so some of that stuff kind of falls on us. And so we're doing the jobs of like three people, you know, it's a lot. Like COVID really like changed everything, didn't it? Everything. Wait, so your job is more demanding than when you were in DC? Yes, it is. And it's just the, the type of job that I have and I'm managing young people. So like, before it was like, yeah, my job was like demanding, but I was just taking care of myself. I show up, I do my job, and then I got like two, three days off. Right. It was, I don't I was, remember that. And so I had a lot of time to decompress, which makes a big difference. Whereas this one, I'm working Monday through Friday, 10 to 12 hour days, some days, depending on what's going on. I get off work, go to my, you know, my parents' house, depending on what they what they need. And then weekends, you know, just fly by so fast between you know, I have to go to church on Sunday and I have to. I know, to. mama don't play that. You know that. Oh, like, that eats up my weekend, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I felt like I never got a break. And it, it was always like, you know, things to do. And I couldn't just relax. So now that I'm managing people, especially young people and all of the their their problems and things on top of them, you know, trying to help them with their professional development, it's just a lot. Like, I'm just like, Ooh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Having yeah. my own place now though has helped because I was staying with them. And so I really didn't get a break because I was always there. So there was never an off switch because I was within, you know, earshot and oh, can you go through this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Can you do that? Just because I'm there. And so me having my own place now, I at least can come home and like wind Have a down. moment. Yeah. And, yeah. I remember when we talked about this before, because I know it's just like a lot to be to take care of your parents um, as they get older. And we talked about it before, but it's one of those things. And, you know, 15 years, you're going to be so glad that you moved back. Oh, yeah. One of those things. Yeah. That you went and had this time. I have my moments where I'm just like, yeah, I'm happy I'm here, you know. But like I said, I just had to like kind of stand up for myself. And because they come from the generation of just like working to death. They don't do, they're not the self-care generation or, you know, taking a moment for yourself, taking a knee. Like, they'll just go. Like, that's mm-hmm. how their generation is. There was no, I need a minute for myself. And so I realized I had to, like, say that. Like, that is something that's important to me. And I need a day to myself where I'm not running around, running errands, dusting the ceiling fans. And, <laughs> you know, just whatever. It was like, she would just come up with stuff. And I'm just like, that can wait, you know? <laughs> You're like, really, mom? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She agreed, you know, she was like, okay, you know, so now I just kind of stuff that I used to do on Saturdays, like take her to the grocery store. I just get off of work on Fridays and I do that. I just like suck it up for that day. I know it's going to be a busy, long Friday, but at least that, that gives me time on Saturday to myself. Yeah, you have the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. So I know when we. Like, I always tell you how much I miss you because it was one of those things where I was like, I felt like I took Grace's presence for granted. <laughs> oh, yes, when you were here, I was like, oh, I'll see Grace. I'll see her. I'll see her. I'll see her. And then she left me. <laughs> you know, we don't know what we don't know. And people are just, you know, busy in life. You know, I know you had a lot going on, too. Absolutely. But, like, I get it. You know, like, we did what we could when we could. Yeah, I had no idea I was leaving. I didn't hear you. I said I had no idea I was leaving. You know, all that really happened fast, like over a course of like four months. 
I know the last time we were together, we went hiking. We love to go to Great Falls. So beautiful. So amazing out there. And you mentioned to me, and this is why I wanted you on the show to talk about it when I knew I was going to be doing this money series. You mentioned that you had recently got out of credit card debt. And I was like, "Ah, what happened? What happened? Like, what did you do? And then we just kind of had this (laughs) this long conversation while we were hiking about it. So, speaking of your family and your parents, how did you feel about money growing up? Did you really even think about money? I didn't until like I was maybe like, I would say like 13, 14. I really started really thinking about money because I grew up and my parents like they, so I was raised by my grandparents. I moved with them when I was seven and they just did the best they could, you know? And so I didn't have name brand stuff. I didn't have like everything that my, but we were good. It wasn't a, that I was a struggling or anything, but that's kind of when I started distinguishing between like, Oh, if I, if I, if we have more money, then I can get those Jordans or Mm -hmm. if I had more money, I could do this. And so I was really like motivated to get a job so that I could like buy things that I wanted. And my mom, like, I remember I got my first job and immediately my mom was like, well, you need to save your money. You know, <laughs> that was me too. <laughs> spending your money, like you need to put it all in the bank and save it, you know, for an emergency and all that. And I'm like, uh, whatever, you know. <laughs> like, what I'm, emergency? What emergency? I'm, I live with you. I'm good. <laughs> I am working so I can buy what, you know, whatever it is I want to buy. So, but I would get motivated. I always had, like once I was out of high school, I've always had a minimum of three jobs at a time. Like I was grinding. I loved working. I loved having money. I bought my first car in high school and I've just always had that hustle mentality to just get money so that I could do things that I wanted to do. Yeah, you definitely are a hustler. You don't play. Yeah. You love you love yeah. to have a nice space. You love your stuff to be nice. You like good yeah. food. You like to be able to travel. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's just like and my mom always instilled in me to to work hard and do things that I want for myself. It's weird. Like even though she's been married to my dad, you know, for they've been married sixty two years, she never put that like your husband will take care of you thing. Like she always told me to take care of myself, which is kind of strange for that generation because usually it's the other way around, right? Find Mm -hmm. you a man and get married and, you know, your husband will take care of you. Like she never preached that to me. So since, you know, I was young, I always like got my own hair and nails done, got things that I wanted. I never looked for a guy to like do anything for me. And I have a really hard time (laughs) with that to this day, you know? I would just work really, really hard to get nice things. So what what did it look like when you started to have those first experience with credit card debts? Because I feel like for a lot of us, our parents said the same thing that your mom said. Okay, save some money. And I even say this to my kids. Okay, you have no bills. I need you to go ahead and save at least 60% of that. Like there's no reason why you can't put that in savings. So when did it shift as far as you getting into consumer Credit card debt. I have a feeling that it was college with those student loans. Yeah. So <laughs> immediately in college. So I went to trade school. So it wasn't a traditional four-year college. It was a two-year college. But I ended up doing three years because I didn't like my program the first year. So I switched. Had no concept of student loans and what it actually was. Like, I just know I was signing these papers. And they said, oh, yeah, when you get out, you're going to get an amazing job. And you can pay it back. They give you six months. And I never looked at the numbers. 
So like I started out, you know, it was about 10 grand a year. So I graduated with $30,000 worth of debt, but I did get a job right out of trade school. I did carpentry and construction and I was making about $20 an hour as an apprentice. So it was really good, but I never thought about those student loans like that. Like it was always just a distant like thought in the back of my mind. And also during that time, that's when I started getting credit cards because they used to pop up on campus at the career days and all that and, you know, offer, you know, these credit cards. And I got them and immediately started using them. And Grace, they all should have went to jail. All of them should have went to jail. All of them. It's predatory. And, you know, I didn't know any better then, but just looking back, I'm just like, man, it's like you come out the gate, you're just set up for for failure. So I wasn't focused on like, oh, I have a $400 debt. I'm like, oh, I can pay this $10 a month. It's fine. You know, not thinking about interest or or any of that. I just knew if I I had the mindset, as long as I could pay the minimum payment, I'm good. And I just kind of rolled with that and it just got out of control. I know. I I remember we talked about that too, about that story about how they used to do that. And that was my... I think my second introduction to credit cards because I started getting them in the mail before it was like two weeks before I turned 18. I was already getting solicitations. Already. (laughs) It's like, did y'all have me in a database or something? They do. They do. They watch, you know, I know like when I started paying down my debts and stuff and then all of a sudden I started getting flooded with credit card offers and just all kinds of things that I wasn't before. So they definitely watch there's, you know, databases and stuff and they watch people's like debts and habits and, they, they use that to target people. Yeah. So um, when did your mindset change as far as, okay, this is not a good thing. Paying this minimum payment is not good enough. I got to get rid of this, this student loan debt. When did that seed get planned? So it happened twice. So I joined the Air Force. I was almost 22 years old. And the job that I had, I needed a top secret security clearance. And so what comes with that is they really start digging into your, to everything, your whole life to include your credit report. And I was doing dumb stuff. Like I would just forget to pay. I had the money to pay, but sometimes I would forget, you know, and it would be like, you know, overdue 30 days or whatever at that time. And so it took like the, my Air Force recruiter, like pulling my report, sitting down with me. And he's like, you qualify for this job on paper, but you're, you know, you have some hiccups on your credit report. You need to like explain all of this. And it was a lot of just, like I said, dumb stuff. Cause like I said, I worked. But I just didn't like take it serious. And so um, I had to come up with a plan to how much I, like how I was going to pay it off and all that. And so they put in a waiver for me to come into the Air Force with the contingency like, OK, you she has this plan to, to pay it off. And so I did like I came in, made the mistake, though. I was so like scared that I like closed all of my credit card accounts, which I didn't know I shouldn't have done that. So I was like, oh, I'm never using credit cards again. And and so my credit score like plummeted because I closed all of these accounts that I had. And then as soon as I got in, I needed a car because I left my car back home and sold it. So then I'm going to all these dealerships and they're running my credit report. And I didn't know, like I had no idea that that would hurt my credit score. I couldn't my credit score was too low to get a loan on my own, but they just kept running. I would go, okay, maybe I'll go to this person. Okay, I'll go to this dealership. And so I think when I was like 23 years old, my credit score was like 525 or something. Mm-hmm. But just for me closing my credit card accounts and then trying to get a car. That was my first wake up call. 
And I, over time, bounced back from that. It took about four or five years for my credit card, my credit store, uh, credit score to come back up into the 600s. And then over time, I don't even know how, but I started getting into credit card debt again. I got approved for cards because like I said, my score was coming back up. So then I was getting offers again and just wanting things that I'm like, oh, I can pay that back later. You know, mm-hmm. I can I can pay this, you know, I want this new TV, which is, you know, $500 and I could pay, you know, $20 a month. It's fine. And so I had good credit, but I was just carrying balance. I was overspending. I was overspending just and not having a plan to pay it back and not paying attention to interest. I still was not paying attention to interest rates and how much I was actually like over time paying as opposed to what the item actually costs. And so it wasn't until maybe, I think it's when I turned 30 is when I really like took a look at myself and I was like, okay, I need to do better. But I didn't take it serious until I would say maybe three years ago. And I was like, you know what? I need to get get out of debt. I started watching stuff on YouTube. I started hearing friends talking. I started just hearing all of these different things about like wealth and what wealth actually was and what a net worth was. And I was looking at how much money I was bringing in, (laughs) how much money I was putting out and how much debt I was in. And I was like, okay. Oh no. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I got obsessed I got obsessed. I fell into the Dave Ramsey, you know, cult and like his philosophy. And that's kind of what I adopted with paying off. And I had already paid off my car. So that was good. I didn't have a car note. And then what really hit it home for me was my friend, one of my friends uh, had a vision board party and she was there and she was like, yeah, I really want to start this, you know, wealth building group where, you know, women, we get together and just talk about money and it can be like an accountability thing. And I was like, let's do it. Like, I was really excited about it because it's nothing like having accountability partners where you have, you're forced to talk every month and it like keeps you in check. Because I know like, okay, next month I'm going to have to talk to this group about my progress on these goals that I have. And we did that. We did it every month. And then the pandemic hit, but we got creative and, you know, did the Zoom thing and all that. And the pandemic really helped because I wasn't going anywhere but to work. Right. So So you have plenty of disposable income. (laughs) Yes. All of us, you know, we like just got super aggressive. Like I started making the biggest payments of my life. Like I'm like, did I just put a grand down on a balance? Mm. Like I just became obsessed with it. And over time, you know, I had paid off all my credit card debt. And I was like, wow, (laughs) like that Mm. felt so good. I felt it was freedom to have this extra money now that I used to use on payments to do something else with. Yeah, that that accountability group really brought that home for me. Yeah, and definitely. I, I know you talked to her, like she did like $32,000, you know, like over that time. And she was a super inspiration just watching her do her thing. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do that too. Yeah, so, yeah, I know you got me connected. I'm so glad that she connected yeah, us. Yeah, because I mean, it's so necessary to to make those. I feel like it it boosts your confidence in ways that people don't talk enough about. It does. It's freedom. It is really like it's when you have money coming in and you don't have to like make a payment on something and then you can like do something else with it. Like it, it, it's for you. You know, it's your money. 
Yeah, so, definitely a part of wellness because I know because for you for wellness, I know you like to eat well, you love to exercise, you love to keep movement and and money is wellness, too. Yeah. So I love that. We talked about this before, but money really I told you, like in the Air Force, we talk about the four pillars of health. And it's like the mental, your physical, your social and your spiritual. Mm-hmm. And when money is like, it just throws, when you're having money problems, it really messes with your mental health. It can make you physically sick, you know, depending on how bad it is. And, you know, you're thinking about this debt and you're trying to make ends meet. It can make you physically sick. It messes with your social, your social life. You can't do things that you want to do or you feel weird. You feel pressured to spend what you don't have to keep up an appearance or, you know, Or, you know, you can't do something, so you feel left out because you don't have the money. It's just money can really, having money problems can really just mess up all your aspects of wellness. So I really try to keep that in line so that I can do all those other things that I want to do. So I'm hopping in to thank Zencaster for sponsoring this episode of the show. They're an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you quality studio audio and video without the technical know-how. This is a full circle moment because over a year ago, when I started working with my podcast editor, Daniel, he suggested that we switch over to Zencaster for stellar quality. And I'm so glad he did because it is so easy to use and super, super consistent. So if you don't know, none of my guests are in studio with me when I record my show show. So we have to do everything remotely. And to ensure that the quality is good, all I do is send them a link to Zencaster. They don't have anything to download. They come in and we record. Podcasting already has like a million moving parts. So knowing that I'll always be able to record and not have any issues with the quality of the show is just one less thing to worry about. I always tell you guys to start a podcast. So if you are ready to do that, make sure that you go over to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use the promo code BROWNVEGAN to save 30% off of your first three months. Once again, that is Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com slash pricing. Discount code BROWNVEGAN as one word. I'll make sure that I link it to the show notes for this episode for you guys as well. So it's easy for you to click through. How do you feel about Dave Ramsey? I think when we were hiking that day, we talked a little bit about it because I know I feel like at at the surface what he's saying. okay, yes. But we also think I know if you still feel the same way, because I know I do, that a lot of his principles don't necessarily apply to black people because we need credit scores. We need we we need everything to be in line so that we don't have any reasons not to get what we want. Right. So I, <laughs> you can take bits and pieces of things from different people. And so I don't agree with, I say I, I agree with maybe 75% of what Dave Ramsey um, says. Now, for if you're a person who's in a lot of just debt and you need that foundation of like, you know, budgeting and a plan and his principles, they work. They really do. But at the same time, he's anti-credit card, which I get why he's anti-credit card because his audience is for people who have bad spending habits. They don't have the discipline. You know, credit cards is what got them in that 
situation that they're in. I mean, people will call in with like $300,000, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so for somebody like that, yes, you should be anti-credit card. But once you get where you want to be, you're not in debt. Credit cards, I use credit cards as a tool now. Now that I know how they really work, I pay attention to interest rate. Oh, first of all, I don't charge anything that I can't pay off that month. So if I don't have it in my checking account, then I don't need it. Like that's kind of how I look at credit cards now. But like my gas, groceries, all my routine things, I put everything on a credit card and I get so much money back every quarter based on that. So I have different cards for for different things. I feel like paying like especially large purchases and stuff out of my checking account, like why? When I nothing for that cash back. I get 5% cash back on gas. You know, right now gas is crazy. So why would I pay that, you know, pay for my gas out of my checking account when my bank's uh, USAA, my USAA Amex gives me 5% back. Mm -hmm. Like every month I get that cash back and that makes a huge difference. So Dave Ramsey is, is good if you need that foundation of how to manage money and it works if you follow it. He can be harsh at times, but some people need that. But I don't follow his philosophies to to a T. I have so many different people. You know, YouTube has really become my best friend with that. And I try to find pe- black people, you know, to watch and get. I like a wide range of opinions and philosophies because I, I do feel like you can learn. You can get bits and pieces from different people. Yeah. You don't have to follow one person where everything that they say is Bible. Like, I, that's not how I roll. But yeah, black people have good credit because he says that you don't need a credit score, pay for everything in cash. And that's just not realistic for us. Your life is a lot easier if you have a good credit score. You Absolutely. know, when it comes to buying a house, he says, oh, you don't need a credit score. You can, if you have the cash and you, you know, you do the manual underwriting and all that, that's just, it sounds great, but who has, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or $200,000 cash to go buy a house, like realistically. And why go rent when you have like $30,000 in the bank? You can use that for a down payment on a house where you're making payments and you're building equity. Why do that? You know, wait till you have all of the cash in the bank to just buy a cash. Like that's just not, <laughs> like yeah. it sounds great, but it's just not people's reality. So that's where I differ. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, even though we say that a lot of, you know, people call the show and they have three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. And then when he when you hear, oh, go buy a house for two, three hundred thousand, I'm like, where do these people work? Because <laughs> yeah. it's just like yeah. that it's will like, take the average person a while. Yeah, it takes a very strict, no fun. He doesn't believe in fun. He doesn't believe in, you know, he just you know, he jokes about the rice and beans, beans and rice diet and you know, you, you, it can be done, but I'm all about balance. And for my mental health, I have to do things that I want to do. I have to take trips. I have to have a release. Otherwise, I would be not a fun person to be around. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to take that trip. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's not that black and white to me, but that's what works for me. You know, everybody has to just find what works for them. Yeah. Speaking of home ownership, you recently purchased a condo. Has it been about a year? Oh, no. It's only been, I closed in February. What? Why does yeah. it seem longer? Oh, my goodness. I've been gone for a little while. Um, I stayed with my parents for the first three months I was here because I couldn't find find exactly what I wanted. But 
I found something that I loved and it all worked out. So yeah, it's been amazing. It, it really has. Like I never pictured myself owning a home outside of like being married and having a family. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of held me back for for a minute. But once I saw that that wasn't really anything that was going to happen anytime soon, I was like, you know, why not? I have the resources. I have the money. Why pay rent when I can, you know, have something that I own? My friend Tasha, she kind of helped me with that too. Talk about she's been a homeowner for a long time. She's way ahead of the game with that. Like you don't have to wait. I didn't have to wait to get married and have kids to like have my own property. And I feel like that's the message in this whole episode right here. Oh, like, being a single yeah. woman and getting your thing. Yeah, doing yeah. your thing. I love it. I, I was just like, I don't have to, I don't have to wait. You know, I think that I come from a traditional family and stuff. And that's just kind of what I saw in my, especially when I was in my twenties. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get married and I'm gonna get a house and have some kids. But yeah, that's just not, not my reality. And why not? You know, why not? Yeah. My own. So yeah, it was really exciting. A very I can see how it's a very stressful process, but I prepared myself by paying off, you know, my credit card debt, by not having a car note. My underwriting was super easy because I didn't have anything for them to really question. I've been in the military for 14 years, so I had a steady job history with no gaps. I had excellent credit by that time. And so I got a really good interest rate. I did use my VA loan benefit. For you know, all the veterans out there, it's a very awesome benefit if you want to use it. You don't have to put down a down payment, which is a game changer for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay a PMI. So that's huge. But I will say the whole zero down payment thing, yeah, you don't have to put a down payment, but there's still a lot of fees associated with it. So you do have to have money saved and you have to pay for all your inspections and appraisals. And depending on how many properties you look at, you know, that can add up. Also, whatever your earnest money is, you know, you have to put that down. It's a percentage of the cost of the home. So you have to have that. So it's not really, it, you don't have to have the huge, you know, down payment, but you still have to have money saved and money in the bank. The bank is going to look at your checking account and just see your spending habits and look for like overdrafts and things like that. You can't just have like a large, I, I learned a lot. <laughs> you, you can't have, have random large deposits. Yeah. Like where did that money come from? <laughs> from out of nowhere. Like, you know, they really get into your into your business and make you explain a lot of things. And from what I hear, you know, with African-Americans, like they're way more, they scrutinize a little more. I can't say that for a fact because my, you know, my process was really easy, but I've heard, you know, about some of the, denial rates and stuff amongst like African-Americans and so I have too. I read some of those articles and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I didn't experience it. It was pretty smooth for me, but just if you're thinking about buying, especially first time, just make sure you do all of your research and have all your ducks in a row when you go to apply for your loan. And that way it'll go a whole lot smoother. Mm -hmm. Like you won't have any, any hiccups because it can be stressful. Yeah. Has it been, how have you felt about decorating and everything? Because I, when you had your apartment here, I loved the way it was decorated and everything. Yeah, so have you started that already or you're just I, like adjusting to the mortgage and everything still? <laughs> so, okay. Two things. I am taking my time and being very intentional with my purchases. I used to be very impulsive. I'm like, oh, I want that. I'm going to get it. Oh, I want that. I'm going to get it. And then I'll get it and not like it. 
or not end up using whatever. And I was wasting a lot of money that way. So I am taking my time and trying to really think about my vision for this space. And then too, some of the things that I found that I liked the supply chain right now, like they're talking about September. Like if I were to order today, I won't get it until the fall and things like that. So every time I see something that I want and then I see the shipping, it's going to be like four or five months. Then I'm like, eh, okay, I'm going to keep looking. But I am excited to decorate. And I've been like following interior design, you know, pages on Instagram and stuff, just trying to get some inspiration. And you know, I have more of a minimalist style. So I want to buy quality, you know, because this is my forever place. And so I'm just taking my time and not being impulsive. Like yeah. my <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Your forever place. Okay. I wasn't yeah. expecting to hear you say that. Oh, okay. this, I say even if I move from here, I love my condo so much. Like, I feel like I'm going to always have it. Even if I'm not like physically here, I'm going to keep it. It's really beautiful. I can see that. Yeah, it is beautiful. It really is. I love that hallway. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like <laughs> that hallway, every person who's come here, they're like, <laughs> they're just like, wow. <laughs> uh, that's what sold me on it with that hallway. Like I was like, oh yeah, this is me. Mm-hmm. I can see you. Oh, you're going to put some beautiful art up there. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, a, I'm an artist. So I'm also looking forward to that, like creating art for this place. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm very, but I need the time. Oh, like I haven't had time. And that's what I was like. I have to take the time to get back to my painting and, you know, doing things that, that I love because that's important to me. Yeah. So speaking of like importance, well, I don't know how important it is for you this, these days, but how do you feel about dating and money? As a woman who has really gotten her shit together over the years, like what is this? What is that going to look like for you as far as dating? Do you even do you even have the time to think about that right now? I, I haven't right now, but I have had that conversation, you know, with girlfriends and stuff about dating and money. And at this point in my life, I would have to have an equal with the like the mindset that I have, even if they're not where I am, you know, in life with their you know money journey at least the desire to do so and actively taking steps to, to improve. Cause I, I feel like everybody in their own time kind of figures out the money situation, but I don't think I could date someone who overspends, who lives above their means, who like, I, I'm not impressed, you know, with, you know, a six figure, everybody talks about six figures, making six figures. If you're like $500,000 in debt, right. You know? That a hundred thousand six figures and using all the six figures. <laughs> yeah, all of your six figures is going out. You're not able to keep anything. So I'm not impressed with fancy cars, and I've never been been that girl anyway. So I respect, you know. Hey, I've had this car ten years, you know, and da 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 da. And it, it's clean. It gets me where I need to go. Like I respect that over like somebody with like a crazy expensive car that they really can't afford. I'm so surprised sometimes when I hear people talk about how much their notes are and stuff and mortgages like and the value of cars go down so fast and they're constantly, you know, switching out cars every two years. It's just not smart. I definitely want somebody who is on the same wavelength that I am. I understand that. How much they make, but how do you manage what you do make? Okay is important to me. Yeah. Yeah. My final question for you is, is your mortgage cheaper than your rent here? People are, <laughs> I've had this conversation like 
people like, I know your mortgage is crazy. I'm like, not my mortgage, HOA and my taxes. So I pay my taxes monthly instead of, you know, waiting until the end of the year. All of that together is less than what I was paying for my one bedroom in DC. I know. I know. That's why I would die. look. That's why I had to be the, that had to be the final question because I was like, I know she's still yeah, coming out. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. <laughs> um, I have so I have two beds, two baths. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's less. Wild. It's wild. I'm not gonna lie though. I I still would rather be like I loved DC. You I did. Loved what they had to offer. I love the experience. I love the people. It was just a good spot to be in yeah yeah well you have to visit soon when you come into town let me know for real i promise you i will i will i definitely need to get back i'll be back actually next week but i'll be working and i do that camp every year for the military kids so that's Mm -hmm. usually like a super busy week i don't think i'll be able to like see any of my friends but i want to just come back on some non-work stuff and just you need a week you know you need like a week so you can hit up everybody because you know know. everybody here (laughs) i know i I was in so many circles and like you know the run club and all that like that's where all of my the core of my friends came from that run club that i was in yeah i really like had a tribe there that i miss Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't have that here even though i'm home i'm i feel like a stranger because you were gone for so long i can see that yeah. And everybody's changed, you know, even like childhood friends and stuff. Everybody's in different places. Everybody's married, kids, you know, and just life is just different. I don't yeah. get to like see a lot of my good friends um, like I thought I would. So, yeah. Well, it was such a pleasure, Grace. Tell us where we can come hang out with you on social media so we can see your travel pictures and all of your good stuff. Yeah. yeah I feel like I'm posting a lot more about my place as I start designing. I think that's kind of the direction that I'm going to go in. Okay. So if you want to see that, I am Natural Grace Daily on Instagram. Yes. Thank you so much for being on here, being so open about your experience and money and all that. You. And I appreciate this you know, this direction that you're going in on your, your podcast, I think is very necessary. Thank you so much, Grace. I appreciate you. And I can't wait to see you again. All right. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you next week. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc